Okay, so I have asked uh, Pastor Samatlangu to come in today and to speak to us about the identity crisis because I felt like most of the things that we speak about on our group revolves around that. And having been in one of the, the meetings that he has hosted, I learned a lot. <laughs> I learned a lot, actually. You guys are also going to learn a lot from this meeting, and I'm sure that we want to have him back again for another meeting. <laughs> and more regularly on our meetings because there is a lot of knowledge that he has not only from a spiritual standpoint but also having lived in South Africa and moved to, to the States, you know, to the United Kingdom but also because he studied science and a neuroscientist as well as a psychologist which is super mind-blowing for me. So I think that I will give him this platform and it's going to share with us uh, what he has prepared and also will have an opportunity for us to ask him questions. I will give Pastor Mashango the opportunity to take us through this uh, tonight. Yeah. I greet you all and um, I'm delighted um, having this opportunity. Um, I don't know for anybody else, but um, what I want to take this moment is to say I'm, I'm here to give you an ear to listen and um, and I'm hopefully going to grow. There's there's a lot that we we gather from each and every one of us. If ever I were to speak, and then don't wait until the end. It would be best to type your question right away or just raise your hand at that moment. But I just want to uh, of prayer. That's just for me so that. The Lord may help me to be able to listen to you with all the clearness of heart. Let's, let's pray. Precious Lord, hear your sons, and I pray for their lives, their plans, their families in South Africa and abroad and wherever, Lord, they've been hindered in life. I'm praying for your Holy Spirit now to enable us to see the light. In the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Amen. Gentlemen, I just want us to uh, have this opportunity to, I hope, to have an, just one question that I want us to be able to uh, answer in each and every one of us is that um, I'm not sure you are aware you are growing each second of your life you've changed many shoe sizes and one day you end up shaving and as time goes on you wonder the very hair that is black at the moment turns white and you look back and then you realize that there are things you can control and there are things you cannot control so this is once we, once you grasp that in life, that there are things you can control and things that you cannot control, then this is the best opportunity for you to be realistic with what you do with your energy and where you invest. So right away, there's an aspect that I want us to grasp that all information in the world lies through the pages. So when we talk about somebody who's got the PhD 
another one a master's, another one a certificate. Will you share with me what's the difference between um, these uh, degrees of qualifications, please? Yeah. I would say that for someone who has a bachelor, for example, a degree, someone that has just studied extensively, but for someone who has a master's, they both have the practical know-how to which would equate to wisdom as well as the knowledge. And then for someone who has PhD, someone that has gotten to a level whereby they are able to create, not only to observe, because I think that master's is mostly about observation, but then they're at the level of synthesis, which is the PhD, whereby they're able to uh, create a new solution or look at a problem and then find the solution, the final resolution of the problem. Okay. This is how I want to put it. The number of books that you read at a, a degree level and the number of books that you read at the master's level, they tell you the differences in quantity and quality. And then the PhD, you read and you write at the same time. That's what makes the PhD so that others may read as well. So one of the things, if you want to find your identity, you can ask people orally and try to identify yourself with all the things that are happening in the country. We grew up in the apartheid era. So it was compulsory, for example, for those who older than me to study things in Africans, but as you may not be aware, in 1976 and beyond that time, then people wanted to be able to do all these things in the language that was acceptable, still fighting for it. So then what happens at the end of the day? There's what is happening in the country, but there was this thing and these things that are happening in the family, but then there are things that are happening inside you. My belief is that the things that are happening in the country may have an impact in you, and then the things that are happening in the family may have an impact in you, but the things that have the most impact in your life are the ones that are happening inside your brain. Can you control what's happening in the country? No, not much. Can you control what's happening in the family? Not much. You cannot choose your family. You can only accept them. Even if you don't like them, these are your family. But where your choice lies, it's what you do. So first of all, I want to say to you, for you to find your identity, number one, just beware that don't find your identity in your surname. Because sometimes you find that your father was adopted or he is not that surname actually you you don't know the roots of the family and also the status of the family whether the family is doing well or not or the parents were doing well in their studies or there's anybody else that has achieved for example if you are the first one you've gone to college or university it may sound like that is an achievement but what i want to say to you as we start right away, maybe tonight, beware that education may not bring income, but opens many more doors than if you do not have it. So don't study. My first degree was um, BA Honours Mathematics and Physics. But when I came back to South Africa, I studied outside the country. 
my first job when I came back, I had to volunteer. There was no school at that time to even give me a job. So I volunteered until I ended up having a job. And then this is what we used to be told at, at the secondary school when I was doing my trick that the best thing is, oh, those who do sciences are at the best opportunity. And then those who are doing accounting, they have the best opportunity. But what I'm letting you know, what makes the person the best? Most doctors here in UK, most um, people that have met in South Africa, if you have a, a PhD in Zulu, for instance, when you go to um, UK and then or China, what is your title professionally? What is your title? You have a PhD in Zulu. What is your title at that point? You are a doctor. But when you mm-hmm. arrive in, in UK, you are doctor, but there's your, your, your skills and your expertise may not be applicable. So you're going to be a doctor who's got to look for a job. So that's why then here in UK, you find somebody is a doctor in another field. He ends up, you know, selling McDonald's, KFC, or doing and something like collecting the beans in order to live. So I just want you to give just that perspective that beware that education, even within the country, you must know somebody who's very educated, may not be able to get the, the job that they need.